Good evening, dear listeners, and uh, welcome to a new year. This is our first live show to you this year. I'm Chim Onyebilama, your host on Chim's Talk. It's such a pleasure to be back in the studios and to be back with you. Thank you for joining us this evening. We're looking forward to a great year this year. We have some very, very wonderful guests lined up for you. Tonight, my guest is Mike Saunders. Mike is an entrepreneur, and he's the CEO of DigitLab, uh, one of the South African premier digital marketing agencies. In fact, DigitLab was uh, voted one of South Africa's best digital agencies in 2012. Mike Saunders, you're welcome to the studios. Thanks very much. It's good to be here. Thanks for joining us on James Talk this evening. Absolutely. Pleasure. Uh, Mike, uh, you are known to be an author, uh, a keynote speaker, as well as an entrepreneur. Yeah. You are someone who believes, according to your bio, it says that you have a deep belief that entrepreneurship is one of the most powerful solutions to poverty. Yeah. It's uh, something we need in South Africa. Something we need in Africa. Yeah. Your, your company, DigitLab, has grown now to be not only nationally known, but even yeah. becoming a player internationally. Yeah. But this is not where you started from. How many businesses have you started all together in your life? Um, I think I've started about five or six businesses, like legitimate businesses. I mean, you know, I've kind of, yeah, and and many have failed. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I was going to. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so how, how how many would you reckon has failed out of the six? She's um, uh, at least four of them. Yeah. So four, so, you kept throwing it until you got to this big one that made it true. You yeah. We, you are also the author of a book we want to look at this evening. Yeah. It's The Five-Year Mark. And you called it The Lessons Learned Chasing a Dream. Mm. And I, one thing was interesting to me is the fact that you talked about failure being part of success. Yeah. Explain that to us. So I've met a lot of people who have allowed themselves, and I've, I've been down this road as well. I've been, met a lot of people who have allowed themselves to believe that because they've failed at something that they themselves are a failure um you know it's and we kind of go oh well you're not any good at that you failed at that so therefore you're a failure in life uh, you're a failure as a person and what i learned through a lot of my own failure is is that failure doesn't have to define you um if so failure is not the thing that we define ourselves by it's the, it's just something that happens and it often happens because successful people continue to try over and over and over again and so part of that journey of being successful is to fail and fail and fail and fail and fail so we needn't be afraid of failure no it's it's not something that defines you it's a stepping stone to your success you know we're, we're in a season where the matric results just came out yes. a few a few weeks ago is yeah. it a few weeks ago a few days ago yeah. and uh Several people are like feeling the end of their life right now. <laughs> Tell us a bit of your story. It was interesting to me, especially knowing how successful you've become now, to read in the book that through high school, you felt you were a failure. Yeah. Tell us a bit about that. I think the thing is, is that um, you, you know, school, school itself for me was a very difficult kind of place. Um, I'm not very academically driven and, um, and, and the idea of learning and uh, learning lots of information and recalling that, that, that was, those are things that often stress me out. I, I also 
I have, uh, I must at some point have ADD somehow mm. because I uh, really struggle with concentration and I get bored very quickly and those are not traits that generally do well at school. And so I pretty much went to school to play water polo. That was that was my major, I reckon. But um, but yeah, you know, I, I really battled in the academic space, and um, and then in the sports space where I spent a lot of time in the playing water polo. Mm. I um, I later in the year actually blew my eardrum out okay. and had to stop playing water polo, and then needed to start focusing on my trick because I was about to fail. So everything that my journey at school not that the whole thing was a failure but there were many moments where I kind of felt I just wasn't good enough that there that there was always there were always people in front of me that were so much better at me and better suited to the things that I was attempting to try and, and do and so leaving school I, I really had no ambition because I just didn't really believe that I was allowed to have that ambition so you got to a stage where you were coming out of matric, where you weren't really dreaming anymore. Oh, I was pretty much just like, I'd like to stay alive and find my little niche in the space and carry on, yeah. The interesting thing is that your book starts off by saying that the, the key to entrepreneurship mm. is to learn to dream. Yeah. And uh, you probably had to relearn to dream. Yeah. Did you ever have dreams earlier on in life as a little boy? Yeah, I think as a... Uh, as a young boy and as a teenager, I'd always dreamt of uh, of, of being successful, like you, you like you do. You, mm. you dream about what it would mean, and I was very musical at the time, and I liked to, and I knew that musicians struggle with money, and so mm. I sort of felt like, hey, if I could have these like yeah. successful ventures that generate money, I could fund musicians, and I could do things, and I had these crazy dreams like that, but they were all very much. In my mind, they were pipe dreams. They, mm. they were things. And then especially just as your journey goes on and life kind of hits you, you sort of start to realize, well, hang on, life's not really like this. And it's going to be a hang a lot harder than you thought. And, and especially high school. The, yeah. This experience you talked of mm. facing the academic struggles and yeah. all that, the whole dream evaporated. That's it. And you came to a place where you were living matric. You were not pretty much having any big ambition anymore. Yeah. And you were not dreaming. I'm saying this because... There might be people listening to us, they've also maybe tried a business yeah. and they failed, mm. or they've tried an adventure in life, or maybe they've tried to do something with their life and it's gone nowhere, yeah. and they feel that that's the end. Yeah. So you got to that stage where you had to relearn how to dream, yeah. how to believe that God can make something of your life. Yeah. How does one do that, Mike? So I don't think it's something that is very easy to do on your own. Um, I think what I'd have to do at this point is really point out that my life, although I might have seen it as kind of like a like a failure in many ways, and that I wasn't really going to amount to much, there were people around me, there were mentors, there were men around me that saw value in, in what I had to bring, and and they were the guys who took risk on me, um, and as they started to risk on my life, um, it started to build a rapport back in, in, into, into my life. And I started to realize that these, these guys were risking because they saw something. And every time something good happened out of that, I started to realize, hey, this, you, you've got value to bring to this. And so I, I, at this point, I think I'd probably say to the, the, the people that are out there that have seen value in people, um, you need to risk with them because very often there's a, there's a heart of gold there. They just don't believe in themselves. And I think I wouldn't be where I am now if, people I know hadn't risked with me. So 
one thing we can get out of it is that mm. we uh, we as a people should try to find those around us. Yeah. So part of what made you start to dream again is people started believing in you. Yeah. And then you're saying to yourself, if people can believe in something, there must be something inside of that place. Yeah. We're speaking to Mike Saunders and he's the author of The Five-Year Mark. In fact, we're giving out one of his books this evening. Uh, this is what I'm going to do. If you're, if you're a listener, you're listening to this and you are somebody who would like to be an entrepreneur or maybe you are a, you're already a businessman or you want to be an entrepreneur later in the future, uh, you can call in. I have two questions I would ask you. And at the end of the show, I will call out who has answered my question correctly. And that person will get this book. It's signed by the author and you can have it for free. It's called The Five-Year Mark and it's... The Lessons Learned Chasing a Dream. I've read it in the last two weeks. It is quite staring. It, it, even for me, it, it left me with a lot of thoughts of uh, just the next step I can do with my, I, I, can, I can take with my life. So please call us on 032 533 That's 032 Uh uh, 0325333003 or you can call us on 0325333215 that's 0325333215 call us i'll ask you two quick questions and if you can get those right you win a book today the 5 year mark by mark Saunders on how you can build your dream and uh, especially for entrepreneurs mark uh some people would say it's good enough to talk about lesson uh, lessons we can learn from failure mm -hmm. and how we can move on from it but some failures are quite life shattering yeah some some i mean we've got a bit around the block and you know that it's some failures it's almost as if you can't come out of it anymore yeah what do you say to such a person why should they dream how important is it to success to be able to dream you know i i've, I've had a, I've, I've dealt with a lot of failure in life I, I've, there's been times where businesses have failed but there's also there's a lot that's happened in my personal life that i could look back at and say hey she's that was that was failure you know um and i think it just goes back to the, the thing that so many of us allow this to define who we are so we look at everything that's missing and we go we, we can't achieve that because it's just not in front of us. And it's, and that, it's a spiral that then starts to form. It's like, then I'm not good enough. Then I can't try. Then every time I try, it doesn't work. And, and actually, these are all just lies that we start spinning ourselves. Um, so, so for me, I think if you, if you want to start getting out of that spiral of, of believing... Mike, in, there's somebody on the line. Oh, there's someone on the line. Mm. That's cool. Hello. Fine. Do you want to try to win the book? What's your name? We need to take down your name first of all. MBU, okay? And uh, MBU, my question is this. For a Christian, what do you think it takes to be able to have confidence in life? What do you think it takes to have confidence in life?
So Mike, uh, well, Mbu, Mbu, is that your name? Ndu, Ndu, do you have a business of your own? Oh, that's wonderful. You, so you must get this book. Even if you don't win it, make sure you buy it. It's called <laughs> The Five-Year Mark. It's a book that every business person or aspiring entrepreneur should get. So you are at a stage where you started your business. What is one lesson you have learned from your business so far? Okay. Thank you so much for calling in. We'll let you know at the end of the show if you have won the book or not after we compare all the response we got from others. Thank you, Mbu, for, for calling. Bye-bye. Yeah. Mike, you were talking about devastating failure yeah, yeah. and uh, how to recover from that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, how much did your Christian faith, your work with Christ, uh, influence your resilience yeah. Especially in the starting stage of your of your business, you know, uh, scripture points to us and worship points to us in this direction. But you, your your rock is Christ, um, and you know that you have been designed by a God who loves you, that you have that He has plans for you, that he, this world is ready and open because He's placed you here for purpose. And so for me, I had to I had to really wrap my head around that. Well regardless of all the failures and all the steps and the things that are going to happen in life, there is purpose and God is actually much bigger than the stuff we face. That's so good. Basis. We have a call on the line. Hello. Sorry, say that again. Jonathan, how are you, Jonathan? It's, it's good to hear you. Happy New Year. It's been a while. Tell me, Jonathan, are you a businessman too? Nice. And this book is about the five-year mark. It's the it was written when Mike Saunders got to the fifth year of his uh, now very successful business. What do you think? What What do you think is an important uh, uh, one of the most important principles a Christian in business should be holding? Mike, will you say that? Definitely. Jonathan is saying integrity is the key is yeah, a key thing. It's definitely, yeah. So uh, Jonathan, is there a question at this stage of your business you'd like to pose to Mike? Thank you, Jonathan. We'll, you will hear the answer over the air and we'll let you know at the end of the show who I judge to be the best of our respondents over the phone call. So, Jonathan, listen, Mike, what yeah. is the, what should he be, what kind of risk should he be taking now, the fifth year? Yeah, so this was an interesting one for me. I've never seen myself as a very big risk taker. Um, and I think people who sort of view that what we've done in, in, our, in, our, in our careers and that uh, might say that I'm a risk taker, but I've never really seen myself as one. And I read an article a couple of years ago, which sort of helped me frame this. They ran uh, risk assessments on um, different entrepreneurs, from Steve Jobs to 
um, all of these guys that were great entrepreneurs, and they and all of them came back as low risk individuals. But these are people that have taken some of the biggest risks that we know of. And what they what they found was that it, these the good entrepreneurs don't tend to be risky individuals, but they they have calculated as much of the risk ahead of them that for them this isn't a risk this mm. is a sure thing mm. they know exactly how they're going to make things happen and if that doesn't work out they know and they trust that they've got a team or themselves that will be able to figure things out along the way i think the the thing to understand as an entrepreneur is we're not here to take risk unnecessarily we're here to be able to solve problems that exist in front of us and while other people might look at that and go jeez that's risky our role is actually to plan that thing out and to make it work the best we can uh, do we have somebody on the line? Hello. Who are we speaking to? I need your name first of all. Mpo. Mpo what is it? Ndesa. Do you want to answer a question on entrepreneurship? Are you a businessman? You're currently in school. Do you want to become an entrepreneur later, Mpo? What's your dream? That you're, then you're speaking to the right person. Mike Saunders here runs an IT company. Is there a question you have for him? And then I'll ask you my question. Sorry, say that again. How do you go from having a dream to actually making it happen? I'll ask him that question, but I want to ask you one question. What do you think for yourself you need the most if you're going to be a successful person later on in life? Okay, thank you. Wait till the end of the program and I'll let you know who won the book. But Ma I'll let Mike answer your question. Mike, he's asking a very important question. You were saying in the book, and I know you addressed this in the book, mm -hmm. but he's asking the question now, it's good to learn to dream. But how do you go from the dream to actually starting to make things happen? Yeah, so the, the, the two things I'd, I'd highlight. You, I, I've never seen a person move towards a goal that they have until they actually get to the point where that goal is is more important than anything else they're currently sitting in. Mm -hmm. then, then you need to become dissatisfied with your status quo and uh, you need to get to a point where th there is no other alternative than what you've got in front of you to, to start this business, to start a new venture, to go out and do whatever it is that you do. But the, the thing that people forget is that this is probably one of the hardest things you can do as an individual. Entrepreneurship. To, yeah, or anything that's pioneering. Mm. To go into a space where nothing exists and to charge a path is incredibly, incredibly difficult. Are you saying this is called, this, a few people are called to this, not everybody? No, I think, I think more people are capable than, than are actually doing than it are now. actually doing it. But I do think that you need to understand that this is going to be one of the hardest things that you're going to take on. But, but you, but, it, now we have two sides of it. You're saying everybody get up and do it, now, yes. and you're saying it's not such an easy thing. Yes. So I want to go back. So, well, <laughs> I mean, let, let me put it this way. I don't think that anybody is out there to have an easy time in life. I don't think yeah. that's our point. You know, yeah. I think we're supposed to take the challenges that come our way. 
We're supposed to step up and be noticed. We're supposed to get take hold of the big things that stand in front of us. So you're saying, look, you've got to dream. You have no you choice have to, to pursue that. But just know that it wouldn't be a walk in the park. Yeah, just just because you have a dream and, a, and, a, and an idea of a better way. It's not just going, it's going to be easy. It's going to take work. Yeah. And you've got to stay in there and make it happen. Mm, the business so, word is grit. Grit. So, yeah. uh, Mpo, if you're listening, he's saying you need to stay in there and make it work. It's no, there's no easy way about it. Uh, we take the next caller now. Somebody on the line. Hello. Hello. Yeah. I can hear you perfectly. What's your name? Taryn. Okay. Taryn, do you want to? Do you want to? Are you a businesswoman? What do you do? You're a preschool teacher. Do you have a business on the side or you run your own entrepreneurship or something? You run your own school. Nice. That is wonderful. Uh, you want to tell us the name of your school and where it is? Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. good. Now, my question is, what have you learned in running your own business that you want to share with others? <laughs> I'm just saying it, You're just saying what Mike said here. What is hard about running your own business? Now, do you have a question for Mike before I let you go? Go ahead and ask the question. Yeah, thank you. He's going to answer that. You can go offline now. So, Mike, she's been listening to the the beginning high school and all that. Here you are on different platforms all across South Africa. I mean, I read your book. You are you are into so many spheres that people long to go into. Where where did the let me put her words that you heard her. Where did the failure leave you? Where did you start to feel like a success or? You know, I don't think that there was like a moment where it was like a turnaround point where I was like, hey, that's I'm no longer defined by this failure that I thought I was, um, but. For me, and this is why entrepreneurship means so much to me, and, and, and uh, for me, I, I want to inspire so many people to this, is that when you go out and do it on your own, you start to realize that you have value and that you can put something back into this world. Mm. You know, um, Taryn's talking about being a school teacher and, and, and how hard that is. You know, this world needs more teachers. Yeah. You know, kids need to be raised in a, in a really fantastic mm. way. The work that you're doing is phenomenal work. Mm. Um, and, and the thing that you have to take back is she's... People find value in this. People find heart in what I'm doing. And I'm contributing back into society. So I go from a place where failure often says to us, well, you're worth nothing. Yeah. And you actually start to see that your contribution is something. 
you know, um, that the, the, the one of the guys that phoned in said he's got a business of ten people. Mm. His business is supporting ten families. That is true. You know, and so while you're constantly fighting with failure throughout an entre- entrepreneurial journey, we need to kind of take back some stock and actually go, geez, my business does this and it contributes into people's lives like this. And those people that are part of my business are able to send their kids to these kinds of schools and these kids are having this kind of thing because I've been able to create a business vehicle that contributes back into their life. You know, you know, there was something you said in the book, Mike, that I found uh, inspiring. Mm -hmm. You talked about the hike you yes. had. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably the most embarrassing story I've I, I know, but, but there was a lesson in it. The mm. fact that you thought you could do that hike and you were embarrassed to find yourself unable <laughs> to cope with it. It was yep. like biting off more than you can oh, chew. So more, and yeah. what saw you through was being grateful for every step. Yes. You were not thinking of what was left to be done. Yeah. You were instead thanking God for that one step I've yes. taken. Oh, that next yeah. step I've taken. Yeah. And you were being conscious of the successes yeah. that were happened, not looking at what has not happened. And yeah. you said how important that is for an entrepreneur yeah. to take note of those those things. Speak yeah, a bit into that. You know, you're gonna have good times and you're gonna get you know really tough times. And there's like the first three years of our business, we went from zero to over twenty people. Mm. Um, we're in business seven years now, and our growth has not been as astronomical mm. over the last four years. In fact, in the last four years, we've we've really had to struggle with some really big challenges in, in our business. So you have a time of this like unbelievable growth and everything just seems to be falling into place. And then you have times where you've got challenges where you feel like you're taking one step at a time and, you, and you're just focusing on the next step. I've, in my journey over the last sort of seven, eight years of, of, of this particular business, um, I've gone from completely sold out and know exactly what I'm trying to achieve to completely disillusioned. And the disillusioned moments are just like, just wake up and take the next step and take the next step. And then you come back out and you're, and like where I am now, which is quite exciting, is I've got like renewed vision for what we want to be able to do. And so now we tackle new things. So now I feel like I'm back on the, the, the flat planes and I'm like walking along and we're going to tackle So, so it's really good to always be grateful what, for what God has done. To, cele- to, celebrate, to yeah. celebrate the small progresses. That God is doing. Mike, we're going to take a break here. Sure. Uh, we'll be listening to Mike Saunders. He's the author of The Five-Year Mark. It's a book that is available on Take A Lot on Amazon and on Kindle. You can go online and get this book. But we're giving away one of these books today to one of those people who have called in. Uh, stay tuned with us. We're going to listen to In Christ Alone. This song, of course, is very good for entrepreneurs because your hope in Christ will see you through the tough times of pioneering. Yeah. Stay tuned. We'll be back. Mike, that was good. Great. Thanks, oh, really well good. Done. I think inspiring. We'll come back, land another 15 minutes, and we're done. Uh, so, uh, I love that story. <laughs> I remember writing it and going, I'm just going to get nailed here. <laughs> Who so far do you want to win the book? I think it's Jonathan Mudley. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's good. Uh, I don't know how they were all they were all good, but I'm gonna say I'm the final judge. You okay. understand? Everybody was good. In fact, I was I'm battling between Jonathan Moodley and the and the lady Taryn. Yeah. The, the two. Okay, you'll be the judge. Huh? So I said I'll be the judge. So uh I might change my mind and give it to Taryn, but I think it's Jonathan Moodley. <laughs> I'm giving it to he gave me some nice edges of the thing that I liked. 
who knows, somebody else might pop in towards the end and blow us all out of the uh, thing. Mike, it's been an interesting conversation. Were you able to stream it? Yeah, we got some some of it, yeah. Okay. I don't know about all this technology. I don't know about all this technologies. Yeah, I'm I'm playing with it at the moment, so it was a good test. So this is Facebook Live? Yeah. So it's just um, it notifies everybody connected with it. You're, you're live. You're live. And people can check in. Now. Okay. I think uh, I want to uh, record the video so I can see them, but I think it'll oh. be a bit. Because when we do the the call ins, mm. you no they can't hear it. They can't hear it. So it might be a bit different, but yeah. I mean, you can only try. You know, yeah. In that way, sometimes James takes a line from the desk yes. and plugs it into his camera. Uh, camera. Yeah, yeah James, 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 does, James does that. Another time. Mm. We actually set up a camera, but yes. you know they've broken and stole our camera, stole our computers. I'm telling you, we've not been able to replace it. Capro. And his yeah. recorded programs. And they stole, they stole my eight, ten months of recorded radio no. program. You've got 14 Just minutes to go. Real people, real issues, and real answers. <coughs> Welcome back to Chim's Talk. I'm Chim Oyebilama, your host. And tonight we have Mike Saunders, the author of the five-year mark, Lessons Learned Chasing a Dream. It's a book on entrepreneurship. It's a great book for entrepreneurs but also a book for any person who wants to rearticulate their dream and start to take steps towards seeing them come to pass. He, he, he talks about the need to be brave, to charter courts, and to just stay the course till you see God do the things he's putting your heart to do. Mike, uh, we were talking about, in the first part, the issue of how to deal with failure mm. and begin to work in that realization that you can bring value yeah and you said you gave example of tyrant mm. tyrant that called in and said see the fact that you're making a difference in those children yeah. so for you entrepreneurship is what how do you define it in terms of because in the book you say it's not just about making money what no. for you is this powerful weapon of entrepreneurship um so i've i've always seen entrepreneurship as the as the art of creating a new future. Um, so what often happens is entrepreneurs have an idea of what could be possible in the future. And then their job is to go and make that a reality and to go and make that work. And so part of our role is just to see and to have vision for something that's better and that could be new. But part the other part of it is actually to make it a reality. And so, so you say the key difference between an entrepreneur and the other guy is not just having a dream, it's the fact that entrepreneurs are those people that make things happen. Yeah, they need to. So we were having a conversation on our way down here and you were saying, I was asking you, where do you start? Yeah. You have no money, you have a dream. And you said, if you're an entrepreneur, you're going to start something. Yeah. You're going to you're going to make things happen, mm. even if it's in a tiny little step. Explain that. So I think I think the, 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 the entrepreneurs that I've, I've bumped into along, along my journey have been really encouraging because what I've seen is there's this like relentlessness that the picture they have of the future is just too important to not let it happen. And so you're, you're literally sitting there going, if I don't get this right, then nothing's going to happen. 
the world isn't going to be better. Nothing's going to change. So if I don't build this enterprise, if I don't, if you take Adrian Gore who started Discovery, you know, if he doesn't provide this kind of model into, then we don't have Discovery. And Discovery is a major, major bedrock for so many people in medical aid. And, and if, if someone isn't willing to get out there and do everything possible to put every single cent on the line, every piece of energy, every drop of sweat on, on the line to make that happen, it's not going to happen. That would take a lot of courage. Huge courage. So it, it, the scripture in Joshua comes to mind, be, be strong and be of good courage. Yeah. Would you say that's a bedrock scripture for, for an entrepreneur? Yeah, I, I think that... Um, you know, for for me, uh, there's a there's a concept that I believe is very um, scripture orientated, although it's not spoken to directly. But I would say that our role as entrepreneurs is not to extract from the world; it's to put back in, mm. it's to put into the lives of our people, it's to put into our industry, it's to put into our clients, it's to put into the world itself. And if 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 success is defined as what we take out, then significance is defined about what we put back in. Yeah. And so. For, for me, this is the thing that we should be doing. It's, it's not courage to try and do something we've never done before. Mm. It's courage to make a difference in people's in lives. People's lives. And, and there's so many gaps to make a difference in our country. Yes, because our country is in so much need. And then you're seeing sitting in the heart of many people are dreams God has put there, yeah. which can make a difference. And it's time to forget about our own risk aversion yeah. and to begin to risk everything so as to make a difference yeah. you said something in the book about your philosophy about business is mm. helping people win yeah do you want to explain mm. that yeah sure so this is um this has become one of kind of my core themes uh, in, in life but a big part of digital lab and the work we do so the the statement helping people win Im immediately you're saying okay well i'm here to help but i've never known anyone who sort of says Hey, I'm people. We, when we talk about the word people, we're often referring to others, not ourselves. And so for me, the, the statement itself is, is that at the end of the day, my role as a leader is to find out what your win is and then to do everything possible to make you succeed at that. So whether you're working with an employee, whether you're working with a client, whether you're working in an industry or you're trying to make a movement happen or you're a missionary or whatever work it is that you do, if you approach it in the mindset of the, my job here is to help people win, what ends up happening is, is those people reciprocate that with a similar kind of light. And so there's this, these people that you've brought up with you that are, you're actually standing on their shoulders. Mm. And the more they win, the, the more you are collectively kind of elevated and you're given influence to be able to lead more people and to be able to create a bigger, a better life, a better opportunity. So we shouldn't be looking at business or entrepreneurship just about how much I can get out of it. No. But to go looking at how we can make a difference in people's lives, yeah. how we can help people get to where they should be. And in doing that, success will come. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah. So an entrepreneur, like you said in the book, is essentially a problem solver. Yes. Someone who sees a better future. You did say something that looked a bit different from the normal yes. things you yeah. find in the entrepreneur business thing, where mm. you said when you're starting off, you mustn't lower, that, lower down the, the price or the value mm. placed on your service yeah. just because you want to get more clients. Yeah. You should instead focus on just delivering excellence. Yeah. Uh, but the conventional wisdom is uh, sell yourself cheap so that you attract clients 
yeah. when you are a bit well known, you can raise your prices yeah. high. Uh, what's why do you differ from that? I don't know if you've ever tried to like you go so you go down to your shop um, on the corner and you buy milk and it's like ten bucks, um, and then you go down there the next day and it's eight rand, and they cut their price again. Now you go down again and now it's six rand, and then now you're buying from there all, all day every day. But then all of a sudden you go back and three months later they raise their price to twelve rand. Mm. How do you feel about that? You feel like you're being ripped off, but yeah. what costs twelve rand? Mm. That's what it costs. They just wanted to pull you in. I just wanted to, like uh, the the business owner is just trying to pull you in, and then it's raising the price. But all I feel is ripped off in the mm. process because I am now no longer getting what I was getting at that value. So milk now has value of six rand to me For instead you. of value of twelve mm. rand. But if you started selling to me at twelve rand, I would never have a problem yeah. at you selling yeah. at me at twelve rand. We disc when we discount our value, we discount our opportunity to grow. Okay. Um, and so th that's the one way of looking at it. The other way is is that if uh, the way I've always looked at it is that if I'm going to come to you, so let me yeah. put that in context. So I'm a carpenter now, and I'm making these furniture. Yes. And here I'm in Kwamashu, yep. and I'm making them. I should put the exact value of it there. Yeah, it's got uh, value. I, I must put that value on it. I mustn't just look. Oh, the guy over there is this or that. Put the right value on it and sell it. So. Where should I concentrate if it's not on cutting down the price? What should be my focus? Your focus has to be on the delivery of the product. The delivery. Because every time you deliver well, people talk about you. And when you're a small business, you just need one person to talk about you and recommend, and then the next one comes, and then another recommendation, another recommendation. And when you're big enough, then you can worry about things like sales and marketing. But initially, your best marketing tool is actually the quality of your product. Mm. So make sure that people are paying you enough to deliver a great product and then just consistently deliver great products. But the minute you start buckling on price, you're now having to do, you've got lots more work, but you've got the same amount of time. So now you've got to do more in less time, which means that the product's going to be inferior, and you're just not going to win at that race. You, you, you spoke about the, the issue, the, the fact that clarity is so important. You, yeah. In fact, the word you use is clarity is king. You want to explain mm -hmm. that? Yeah, I think for me, one of the biggest keys, and this is probably closer to the idea of being, of learning to be a leader of a team, is uh, they have no idea what they need to do unless you're clear about it. And very often entrepreneurs, the kinds of people that have an idea in their brain and off they charge and they go and run, run for it. But they forget that there's a team behind them that you've employed and that you, you really want to be a part of this journey with you. Um, but you haven't shared your vision, you haven't shared your idea, you haven't shared what you expect from them, and you turn around and no one's done anything. But actually, you've got to spend time closing that gap all the time, making sure that people are clear about what it is that you expect from them. And it doesn't matter how challenging that is, if they're clear about what, they're look what you're looking for and what the team needs from them to make this happen, very often, in my experience, people have stepped up. So being clear and making sure that there's clarity across your business that everybody understands what they need to do to help you succeed, then you've got it. Then, then it's good. You gave a, a very beautiful example of mm. you when you were just the two yeah, of you in the office. You want to speak about that, how you created yeah. clarity. Yeah, so very often it's kind of like, well, I can't create clarity because we've got all of these different jobs. and, and, and as a One, one, one man is doing so many things. Exactly. Yeah. And so my, my first employee um, is a fantastic young girl by the name of uh, Megan. And what ended up happening was... Um, she joined the team, and I. Th this was our 
this was our business strategy. This was our plan to work together. It was, you, I will go out and find more clients. You make sure we don't lose them. So it was as simple as that. It Everybody was as simple knew as that. Road. It was just like, if we lose one, it's on you. If I don't find enough, it's on me. And um, and then and that process took us from two to twenty people in like three years. And it was just a case of there was just this very clear strategy and this very clear picture. It wasn't mind-blowingly brilliant. It wasn't like it was changing. It was just like, you make sure we don't lose any of our clients and I'll go out and fetch some more. What I like about your book, and uh, listeners were talking to Mike Saunders, The Five-Year Mark, Lessons Learned Chasing the Dream. Uh, it's a book you can find on Take A Lot, on Amazon or on Kindle. And uh, it's basically a book talking about uh, lessons and principles that helps entrepreneurship. Now, what I like about this book is the clarity too here. It's, it's, a, it's a very easy book to read, but quite deep. The, you, you don't just tell your story, you actually bring out the lessons in such a way that it can be applied by the person learning it, uh, reading this. And I think it's a simplicity of uh, application that makes this book stand out. So uh, as we start to land, I would like to encourage our listeners to go online, go to Amazon, go to Kindle, go to Take A Lot, and pick up uh, Mike Saunders' uh, book. Now, we had four people answer questions, Mike, uh, earlier, and I'm going to be the final judge as the host <laughs> of this program because there were so many good responses to pick from. I think uh, you would agree with me, Mike, that we had some brilliant uh, input from all of them. But uh, for me, Jonathan Modley stands out, and... Uh, the others will have to be here with me. You all did very well. But uh, uh, Jonathan, if you're listening there, please come over to the station of uh, Good News uh, uh, Good News uh, Community Radio and pick up uh, this book signed by the author. And uh, stay tuned, everyone. You'll probably get a chance later in the future to also get another gift like this. But Mike has been so good to have you around. Before we Thanks. close... What would be, you have, let's say you have all the thousands of, which is what is happening now, thousands of would-be already entrepreneurs listening to you. Yeah. Speak, speak to that man listening to you now. What would be your word before you go, we, we go away to them? I think the thing that you need to understand is, is that you were designed by an omnipotent, awesome, omniscient God. And he designed you for purpose and he designed you in his image which means that you have been designed to live this omnipotent, awesome, spectacular life. And so all we really need to do is take knowledge of that identity that we have in God and go out and give this everything we've got. So we are trusting Christ who lives in us, should inspire us to be brave enough. God in us makes us brave. Mm -hmm. Listeners, it's been Mike Saunders challenging us to be courageous. Mike, your story is quite inspiring. Going from a place of thinking you're a failure to a place where you believed in who Christ is in you mm -hmm. and today building one of the outstanding digital companies in the country. Thank you for joining us today on Chim's Talk. Listeners, this is where we have to draw the curtain. Thank you for being with us. We'll be back with a new program. Next week, we'll be talking to the CEO of Toyota and uh, Toyota South Africa. You don't want to miss it as we listen to his story and his journey through 30 years of corporate work. Bye-bye and see you next week. Thank you. That was very pleasant.
Yes, please. This is the one. Mr. John.